0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear.
1: I'm here to stay for
2: as long as I need to. Think about uh, lots of truckers who don't have the food. To remove mask mandates virtually ensures that we're going to see school based outbreaks. We
0: heard from President Zelensky that the Nord Stream pipeline was the most important issue. Energy security is national security. They know that. We should know that. Your life, your values, your voice.
1: This is News and Views
0: with Tom Lamprecht on Talk
1: 96.3 and
0: 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Tuesday. And boy, I tell you what, all over the news, including here in eastern North Carolina, it's all about the masks and mask mandates in school. I mean, nationally, locally, everywhere. It's mask mandates. WNCT and the Daily Reflector, other media outlets are reporting uh, the decision to make masks optional in Pitt County schools beginning next Tuesday. That was decided last night at a school board meeting. The decision came after two and a half hours into a meeting, which uh, more than two dozen parents spoke. Uh, I talked to uh, two parents today. One, Taylor Keith, he, we had him on last month concerning the, uh, pornographic schools that, uh, the porn- pornographic schools, the pornographic books that are in, uh, some of the libraries and some of the books, which are, uh, mandatory reading were mandatory reading for some of the classes. I also spoke to a uh, parent, Peggy Harris. Uh, both of them spoke at the meeting last night. Uh, Peggy spoke concerning the mask mandate. Two dozen, uh, by the way, Uh, I'm I'm trying to add up all the numbers, but it sounds to me like there were somewhere around 100 people there. And I do know for a fact that days before the meeting took place yesterday, parents were calling into the uh, school board asking them to please move it to a larger venue because there wasn't enough room for all the people that were going to be there. And indeed, there were about 100 parents there even to the point that, uh, uh, you know, some of the parents were allowed in the meeting room with the board members. Then there was an overflow room. And then there was about 20 to 30 parents outside for two hours standing in the rain. Uh, that was, um, they, they should have seen that coming. And uh, they, frankly, my understanding is you probably could have gotten more people inside. I mean, it's like, okay, we can't let you inside. You might get Omicron, so we'll leave you outside in the rain. You might get pneumonia. Uh, anyway, dozens of people waited outside in the rain. School officials say capacity had been reached when 50 people were allowed inside. Uh, Caroline Doherty cast the only descending vote against ending the mask mandate. District 9 Representative Benji Forrest and District 6 Representative Worth Forbes Move to end the mask mandate immediately, although that suggestion had not gained support. District 5 Representative Anna Barrett Smith said delaying the implementation for a week would give Pitt County schools time to get an additional COVID testing option in place. This will keep quarantines down, she said. Superintendent Ethan Linker Said that the mask mandates will remain in place on school buses, which is a federal requirement. School boards in both Beaufort and Carteret counties this month upheld earlier decisions to make masks optional. I I, I don't um, I don't question what uh, Ethan Linker said about that being a, a federal requirement, but why Why is it a federal requirement on buses but not on schools? State Superintendent Kathy Truitt last week called on the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services to establish guidelines uh, that show when it is safe for mask mandates to be dropped in schools. Um, you are seeing a lot of schools all across the country and states and a lot of red states, Delaware, Oregon, Connecticut, New Jersey, are all dropping the mask mandate. Um What was interesting, I was talking to Peggy Harris, she said she has gotten some feedback from teachers and administrators saying, thank you, we can't speak out on these issues. Uh, Again, uh, Peggy Harris spoke out towards uh, ending the mask mandate. They said, we can't speak out on these issues, but we thank you for being our voice. I thought that was interesting. Taylor Keith, who uh, joined us last month, Talking uh, and he spoke at the last month's Pitt County School Board meeting concerning books. That, some of the books that were mandatory reading. In fact, his daughter was in one of the schools in Pitt County that was required to read a book, which he objected to. And then there are other books that are in libraries across the county. That uh, the only thing I can say is they're pornographic and they're very, very inappropriate to minors. Uh, if you you can go onto to our uh, Facebook page and you can actually hear that uh, interview we had with Keith uh, with uh, Taylor Keith last month. Uh, he spoke again last night at the school board meeting, not on the mask mandate issue, but on these issues with the books. He's on the line with us right now. T- Taylor, welcome back. Good to have you with us.
3: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Um, so tell us what happened last night in, in, in terms of uh, you speaking towards the uh, situation with these uh, obscene books.
1: Well,
3: we had a tremendous amount of parents show up. Uh, as you said, we had the, the, the meeting room at what they're calling capacity. We had the overflow room and what they're calling capacity, both of which the capacity gets smaller every time we show up. But um, we had a ton of parents there, and they stopped letting folks in at 50 people in the building. Uh, The lobby was still empty, and lots of rooms in the building that were empty. But We had a lot of parents show up. We had a lot of parents and and children. Uh, had a couple students speak. Uh, Everyone spoke. Passionately about it, it seems like we're making a difference. We uh, we wanted to make a few points. You know, there's been a narrative that uh, a lot of folks are saying that we're out here trying to ban books. Uh, the two of the three books, specifically in the appeal, uh, were simply to require parental consent and them as as. Additional resources. So that one thing that we wanted to make sure of was people understood that we're fighting for an age appropriateness in a basic, basic sense of morality. We're not fighting to outlaw books and, and burn books and all that. It, some things are just right and some things are not for for school. So a lot of people made that clear. Uh, there were some additional language from some additional books that county's allowed to make its way into our libraries and classrooms that were read nothing else was appealed or asked to be removed' we're, we're wanting those that have made the decisions to purchase such books to understand that we know what's there that there's some really you know if you if you watch the video back I've read a few lines from from a book that's you know it's it's a graphic depiction of a sex act and it's there
0: and in what, high schools across the county. What kind of response did you get from the school board? I remember last month when you went to read a, a segment of a book at the school board meeting, the uh, chairman of the board asked you to not use certain words. Did they put any restrictions on you? What was their reaction when you read from this uh, this book?
3: They had the same restrictions this time. Uh, we just knew they were going to be the same restrictions, so we we placed that information towards the end. Uh, they didn't remove anybody. I did read the words this time. Uh, you could see that it was you know, it disgusted them, but but they heard the words this time.
0: Well, again, what's disgusting is not the words that you read, but the fact that we have minors reading this stuff, and that's the point.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Now, yeah, absolutely. Would you? I mean, I mean, you mentioned that there were a lot of parents there. Do you think? Um, I don't know. If the, enthusiasm is the right word, but is there a building force uh, mounting uh, more so this month than there was was last not month? To, towards the issue of removing some of these books.
3: There was a there was much more inmo- involvement for the books this month than we've had in any other meeting, uh, and and yeah, there, there were. The parents are showing up and, and i think they're making a difference I, based on some conversations i've had today i think that we made our point very well last night i think that uh i would hope the chairman would issue another statement to kind of clarify some of the things that he said
0: uh what did, what did he say
3: well he sent out his, his letter from the chair that said that we were arguing that these books Promote pedophilia and rape and profanity, and that's not true. We don't we don't think it's encouraging people to become rapists and pedophiles. We just don't think it's an appropriate conversation right. for an English teacher to have
0: with minors so, that are not his right, kids,
3: right? Yeah. That are in English class, um, not some sort of mental health class. But um, yeah, so you know things like that 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 were said I think should be corrected I think they should apologize to the you know 30 or 40 people that stood outside and rain for, for no reason um, and quite frankly when folks started coming in from outside that were left outside for whatever reason they deemed appropriate uh, the board members that found out there were people outside towards the end of the public comment were shocked. um uh, Whoever made that decision should apologize. Absol- absolutely should apologize. So you, you're,
0: you're saying that the it. board members did not realize people were kept outside in the cold rain last night. At least that's what they said.
3: Melinda Fagundas said it specifically. Uh, she said she had no idea folks were outside. Uh, I, I think that they were surprised. I don't think that was a collective decision. I don't know who made it. but But no, I don't think the entire board knew that they were keeping people outside in the rain.
0: Now, as, I, a of as I've already mentioned, in terms, there, there was people there last night that spoke against the, the mandate to wear masks by the students in schools, and they did pass this um, resolution to uh, make masks no longer mandatory. Now, there's some caveats for testing and those kind of things, but starting next Tuesday, masks will not be mandated in Pitt County schools. Was there anything any kind of uh, motion made or discussed uh, related to uh, the pornographic books that are in these uh, public schools?
3: No, the the mask is something that was already on the agenda. That's something they have to vote on every month. Okay. The books, we're hopeful, and, and i and I think I think we're going to see progress. We're hopeful that they will start. Speaking with some parents and talking to some of the groups that have these concerns, and and working with the parents, uh, to start having some sort of an advisory panel. Uh, I hope that happens. I, I I think I could sense some change. I think I think several folks left there believing we made a difference, and I guess we'll see uh, in the you know in the coming month. It would be great if there was an agenda item or a policy meeting where they start trying to address if how these books are purchased and, and who who's responsible for it. Who right. who is allowed to make such decisions and and are there any standards? You know, can you can you have any word you want to in the book? Right. I think we're getting to that point. I think the parents are making a huge difference and
0: I assume you're going to keep uh, the presence at the school board meetings in months to come until there's a final resolution.
3: I would certainly hope they start planning for more folks because we're not we're not going to stop. Uh, uh, we we're very aware. You know, the one thing that several folks mentioned last night that's been good about COVID is parents are involved now. Yeah. Parents have. They've woken up to this, yeah. and you know it's not it's not going to slow down. Our hope is that it starts becoming a collaborative effort, and that the school board will start working. With it. Yes, but we'll
0: see. Taylor, thanks for uh, checking in with us. Thanks for uh, standing up for principal on this matter, and uh, keep up the good work. We'll stay in touch. Thanks. Thanks okay. for having me. Okay, help. you bet. Taylor Keith calling in. He was at the school board meeting last night, speaking again against the. Uh, Inappropriate books for minors, and uh, Keith—I keep calling him Keith Taylor instead of Taylor. Keith Taylor had mentioned earlier in the day that uh, one parent got up and basically gave some definitions about um, inappropriate behavior uh, related to what is happening with these books in the schools, and uh, it sounded like the point was made that you know it, we're we're right up against pushing the envelope as to what is illegal as uh, this continues to proceed. But as I said, this this is happening all over the country. Um, Interestingly, during an interview on MSNBC this morning, the American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten insisted kids must continue to be masked in school pretty much indefinitely. Quote, What are the measures so that everybody knows so it doesn't feel like it's based upon politics? (laughs) It's based upon politics, lady. It feels like it's based upon making sure there's no transmission in schools. How are you going to get no transmission in schools? Last year, the Centers for Disease Control was caught red-handed allowing union leaders like Weingarten to develop school reopening guidance. Uh, We talked about that last year. Quote: Americans need to be able to trust the CDC to give them accurate, unbiased health information, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. That your agency would give teachers' union privileged access to the agency's internal decision-making process on an issue as critical as school reopenings is a betrayal of that trust. Believe it or not, that came from Richard Burr and Susan Collins in a letter to uh, Director Rochelle Walensky of the CDC director back in June of 2021. As a first step to rebuilding public confidence, the CDC needs to be transparent about how the teachers union came to have such extraordinary input to reopening guidance. I don't remember any response to that of any significance. I I, I don't. Uh, Again, Anthony Fauci sent an email to a concerned Obama administration official in February of 2020. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you're going to have a very low risk location. Meanwhile, masking continues to take enormous toll on children. Um, I, I've got, there's a lot more sto- stories concerning schools. 561 uh, 8255. Who we got on the line? Josh, uh, hang in there. We're going to get to your call. I've got to take a timeout. Stay with us. More news and views coming up, and we'll uh, have Josh with us.
1: This is your Drive at 5, and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7.
0: Get out and enjoy the next uh, several days. It's going to be pretty nice. Tomorrow's sunny, high near 58. Thursday, sunny, high in the low 60s. Friday, sunny and high in the mid 60s. And uh, Saturday, we're looking at uh, close to 70 degrees. So uh, get out and enjoy. Uh, Sunday's not bad. 30% chance of rain on Sunday, high near 50. So all in all, I think this is the first weekend we haven't had uh, frozen precip in the forecast uh, probably in almost a month. Get out and play some golf. Weather brought to you by Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool tennis, and more. The newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is a perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood. Pay zero initiation fee. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. 252 752 4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. You know, it's really interesting. Um, Stacy Abrams, you probably saw in the news where she went and visited a uh, elementary school. She's, you know, she's the one that should be governor down in uh, Georgia, except Kemp stole it from her, and now uh, she's running for governor again. Um, And she's surrounded probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 kids all in masks. And by the way, they're so young, there's really no danger of them. Even if they get Omicron, nothing happens. I mean, statistically, nothing happens to them. At at worst, they have cold-like symptoms. They're all masked up. And uh, Stacy's there, proud as a peacock in the middle of them, no mask on. What happened, the reason why I bring this up, I mean, that's sort of old news. But today, one of her aides came out and said, well, you know what? That picture was taken out of context. That was one of the few moments when she had her mask off. Well, guess what? There's all kinds of other pictures that now have been released, and there's numerous pictures. Everybody is masked except for Stacey Abrams. Isn't that typical? I mean, liberals love to apply rules for you, but not for them. You know, we're going to tell you how to live, but we are exempt. Don't tell us how to do it, but we're going to tell you how to do it. Five six one eight two five five. Josh is on the line from Bath. Hey, Josh, how are you, sir?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Glad D- to talk with you again.
0: Good to hear from you.
2: I uh, I have a thank you to say, and uh, I have a couple points on the schooling issue, but sure. let's start with a thank you. Um, there was a feisty old brawl that called in. Uh, just the other day, uh, to to get you to wish a happy birthday. And that was actually my mom. So Oh, well, happy birthday, Josh. The young lady. Oh. Thank you for young lady. Thank you. No, that was great. I, uh, that was great. I, I very much appreciate it. But uh, see, see, radio hosts do have compassion. There you go. You know, <laughs> <it is>. um, <laughs> but uh, on the school stuff, um, my dad was actually on the school board here locally in Burford County for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, way back in the day when I was actually still in school, um, so I got a little bit of a behind-the-curtain look on some of this stuff, and this was concurrent with, or just prior to, the uh, woke school teacher movement. Um, so this is this is you know a good you know ten fifteen years ago, but sure. it was right about when all this stuff was starting. And they have they have completely transformed what used to be a caring profession, and now if you are not a member of that whole woke uh, theology, then you, you don't have a say in any of this um i'll go ahead and say it where most people won't the school board members have little or nothing to do with the policy decisions unless they are forced to it because the autonomy that each school has locally um is near absolute so if you go to your principal or your assistant principal chances are they're the ones running the show at that school unless It comes to a teacher's decision in their own classroom or in their own specialty. And I say that because uh, I just had a conversation a few minutes ago with a substitute teacher, um, and she said that the one that was running the show in the school is the assistant principal, but yet the decisions on masking, when to send kids home, if they get sent home, how the policies are made for sending home, Um, whether it's just one child or the entire grade because yes there are still schools that send home entire grades of kids if you get one kid that comes in with an incidental contact not even testing positive with covid
0: they're still doing that today josh
2: they're still doing that today now it's only one school out of all of beaufort county but from what i'm given to understand from other teachers this is across north carolina now and here's the bad thing if it wasn't supported higher up as far as colleges, universities, North Carolina officials, um, they wouldn't be doing that. They, they would feel like they couldn't get away with it. But just like they're doing with the books, nobody checked up on them. They had autonomy in their subject area. So they colluded with the uh, media uh, staff members who normally are in charge of those purchases and those curriculums that are put into the libraries. They're not anymore. Um, they may be the ones putting the order in, but the teachers themselves for those classrooms are the ones that are pushing these these books and the book titles. I don't
0: disagree. I don't disagree, the I, I don't disagree yes no. with what you're saying about the limited um uh, the 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 ability to, to rule with a uh, you know a, a solid dictate from the school board. I understand that. But at the same time, I mean, we're, we're seeing right now parents change the direction on many of these issues all across the, all across the country. And uh, there is a wake-up call, and people are standing up and taking notice. I mean, I, I, frankly, these governors in Democrat states that have uh, suddenly lifted the mask mandate to schools— I think it's because they see the number of parents that are standing up and saying enough is enough. They're reading the tea leaves in the polling and they're realizing uh, we're going to be voted out if we don't do something about this. Again, I understand what you're saying about the local school board members and their limited ability to to direct and, and mandate certain things to happen or not happen. But yet at the same time, You do see certain school board members that just flow, go with the flow, and others that stand against the tide. And we need more of those that are willing to stand up and say, "You know what? You can you can call me names, and uh, you know you can write me up in the newspaper and tell me what a terrible person I am, but I'm going to stand against the woke culture. I'm going to go." I have
2: a I have a suggestion, and this would just be for anybody that has a kid in any school in Eastern North Carolina. If you get a half a day, go down to your school, check in with your principal or assistant principal, and ask them to take you to the library or the media room or whatever it is. And just start checking some of these titles um, because there are resources out there to say, hey, we found this in our kid's school, we found that in our kid's school. And just ask your kids' teachers for the actual curriculum that shows what they're making them read and and start checking those books because – if you do that and you see a reaction from these teachers of you know oh you're not allowed to do that's that telling. Or that's telling that's telling we can't give you access or you have no right to do this you'll you'll know yeah. you'll know
0: no I agree with you that's a great advice and look start this way start by making sure you're looking at everything that your child is assigned you know if he's got a, a, a he or she has a, a a project to do in an English class or any of the class. I mean, you need to be involved in what your kids are reading, and that's the first place to start. But I I, I like your suggestion. Go down and get involved. And and you're right. If they say, no, no, you're not allowed in here, boy, that ought to be a huge red flag. Josh, hope you had a great birthday. Thanks for the call. You know, it was an interesting uh, story going along with what Josh was just talking about. Uh, and it, in a way it's disappointing, but it, it, it ought to be eye-opening to the whole woke culture that's going on. North State Journal is reporting today, in fact, they broke the story, Governor Cooper's going to get a chance to appoint a new member to the North Carolina State Board of Education. Why? Because Todd Chastine, the Northwest Educational Region representative, resigned on February the 1st. While board chair Eric Davis mentioned uh, the resignation during a monthly meeting on February 2nd, it went unnoticed largely until uh, earlier today when his letter became public. Chastain's resignation letter obtained by the North State Journal cites the controversy over the updates to the state's social studies standards, which were passed in the early months of 2021. We talked about that at the time in full transparency in february when the board passed social studies standards by a slim majority standards that many of us concluded and thousands of parents agreed were unproductive regressive and unhelpful to the students of this wonderful state it became more difficult where i could fit in, to see where i could fit in chastine wrote Critics, including Governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, pointed out the revisions to the social studies standards contained critical race theory and social justice components. Robinson was very vocal over the revisions, if you might recall. Uh, I think they are divisive, and I think they, quite frankly, smack of a lot of leftist dogma, R- Robinson said last year. The state's first black lieutenant governor also said they were code words like systemic racism, which gives students a negative view of the country and was adamant that the system of government we have in this nation is not systemically racist. In fact, it's not racist at all, the lieutenant governor said. Chastain wrote in his resignation letter that he sees the direction away from education and towards activism. He said... Quote, the trajectory away from what some of us believe actually helps students away from education towards activism became much more likely, if not inevitable, he wrote. With that direction almost certain to follow, unless parents engage on a large scale, it may be evident that it, it made it evident, I should say, that it was time to step down as a member of the North Carolina State Board of Education this letter is my official resignation as of February first, twenty twenty-two. Uh, he all went on to say some nice things about the people he worked with, but obviously the direction the state school board is going is the wrong direction. To the point that this uh, gentleman has said, "You know what? It's pretty obvious. I can't do anything. I'm I'm swimming upstream." Now, the sad thing is that's one less voice. Roy Cooper can he now has a chance to replace. Mr. Chasteen, and uh, no doubt he'll find somebody that's uh, super woke uh, to do that work for him. 561-8255. Who five five. Who'd you say we got, Clerk? Uh, Nathan. Nathan from Newburn. Hey, Nathan.
1: What's going on?
0: How are you, sir? Doing well.
1: All right. How come we're not hearing a whole lot about Maxine Waters giving her daughter all these hundreds of thousands of dollars from her uh, contribution fund
0: that that did make the news last week and i think and i'm pulling from memory here nathan but it was uh i th- it was over a million dollars but that was over a period of more than um, 10 yeah. years now unfortunately unfortunately that happens a lot and i'm I'll be honest with you it happens on both sides of the aisle no, it does. Um and it's it's sad but true. And I mean Maxine I'm not a, facts, a fan of Maxine Waters at all. I think she's a racist individual. Uh, oh, everything yeah. she does and says is based on on racism. Um mm-hmm. but unfortunately what what she's doing and I mean so basically what happens is uh, and the that what the story that Nathan's bringing up is uh, Maxine Waters has assigned her daughter to head up the expenditures of her campaign. She puts her in charge, and she gives her uh, a bunch of money to use to do mailers, to do advertisements, those sort of thing. And she also pays her a salary to do it. Well, her, And uh, there's there's no record of how many hours her daughter puts in to do this. But she averaged well over $100,000 a year for the last 10, 12 years while she was uh, – handling Maxine Waters uh campaign uh, um sure and, ain't Trump change <laughs> uh, No, it's not, but unfortunately uh it happens a lot. Yeah,
1: it happens everywhere. Yeah. I believe it happened with the Clintons too. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> they, yeah. They made a career right. out of that. Yeah. Oh, I, you got that right. Yeah. an so. like elevator.
0: Thanks yeah. Nathan, appreciate the call. Five, six, one, eight, two, five, five, Uh up in Virginia, the Supreme Court of Virginia yesterday rejected, a, on procedural grounds, a petition from parents seeking to invalidate Glenn Youngkin's executive order prohibiting school systems from enforcing max mask mandates in the classroom. Um, a bipartisan majority in the Virginia Senate today voted to advance legislation that would ban public school systems from imposing mask requirements on students. So it was sort of a double win. Democrat, And this is the Democrat that helped uh, sp- sponsor this. Uh, uh, Chap Peterson, a moderate who played a key role on education issues, sponsored the amendment on the Senate floor Tuesday. It passed 29 to 9. All Republicans supporting it. Democrats split evenly. In a letter to the Fairfax County public school system uh, and the superintendent there, Scott Braybrand. Peterson said he was frustrated that Fairfax and other school systems are still supporting universal mask requirements at a time when many are questioning their efficacy. Democrat states, including Delaware, Connecticut, Oregon, and New Jersey, as I said earlier, have recently decided to end their statewide mask mandates. In Loudoun County, there was a leaked email that indicated John Clark... Who was the director of safety and security for Loudoun County Public Schools? He wanted to see students that came onto school property without a mask, he wanted to have them arrested. Now, the school came out and said, Oh, no, no, that's nonsense. PJ Media got a hold of the email that he sent out. Now, what's really bizarre about this, remember that this is the same county that allowed— now, it was a different judge, a different person, but this is the same county that allowed that young man who raped two different girls at two different high schools not only to go free, but to make sure that uh, he was not considered a sexual predator and uh, had a clean record because they said that wouldn't be fair to the young man. And and supposedly there was a third girl that he molested that he was not charged with five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. Who we got Clark? Dennis is it? Dennis is on the line. Hey, Dennis.
4: Hey, uh, good evening. How are you? I've only got just a minute, but knowledge is power. And I got deeply involved in, and I'm going to specifically address school systems, school boards, uh, masks and quarantine. So people can have information whether they're citizens or elected officials, that can help them kind of crack this nut because everybody just points fingers and says, I don't have authority, and that's just not the case. So real quick, for anybody listening, here's what you need to know. School systems and school boards derive their authority from the legislative branch, not the executive branch. And at that same level, your county commissioners are in charge of health in every county in North Carolina they can use their, their board to basically be the health board if they choose, or they can basically move that over to a health board. And then either your, your, your county commissioners or that health board hires your local health director. So the two important people in this equation, when it comes to your county and your schools, I shouldn't say people, but your school board, your health director, And your commissioners are the only people that matter. And here's why. Your health director is the one who can tell your schools, okay, you have to quarantine or you have to follow certain rules because I say so. Your health director is employed by your county commissioners, not by the state. All the state can do is give recommendations, for example, CDC recommendations about masks and quarantines and all that. And that's exactly what has happened they give that to your health director your health director has complete and total control over how or if they use any of that guidance so really what needs to happen is your school boards need to get in touch with your health director and they need to have a discussion about eliminating all these crazy quarantine rules and all these crazy if you've been around people rules and all of that that discussion happens there they do not have to go to the state the federal government or the CDC to change anything. It all lies within your County. If you're in North Carolina.
0: Yeah. You know, the bottom line though, is so, I mean, I I don't, I don't uh, disagree with you at all. Dennis bottom line is though. You have so many of these people, especially in Congress, but even it goes down to the state level that are, they see those campaign checks come in from the teachers unions and uh, boy, they're going to kowtow to whatever they said. And as I reported earlier, um, the uh, national g- gal, what was her name? Um, wine garden, I think her name is. Uh, you know, she's she came out just today and said, uh, "Oh, you, you got to keep wearing the mask." You know, indefinitely, you got to keep wearing the mask. But uh, good, good. Uh, like said,
4: that, that may be, but a lot of times the problem you run into, for example, in our county, our school board was basically saying, "Look, our hands are tied; we can't do anything." And I told them that's absolutely not true. Right. You have complete and total authority over your school system. You may choose not to do anything, but don't wave the white flag. If somebody wants to come and force you to do anything, then tell them to come do it. And if they need to, they can file a lawsuit. But at a minimum, try to hold your authority if you're an elected official. And do not move off of it until someone forces
0: you to. Well, listen, that's if exactly how the liberals do it. This is how the liberals Absolutely. get away with everything that they do. They push the envelope. Absolutely. So good good call, yeah, Dennis. Yes Appreciate so. the info. Five six one eight two five five. We've got to take another time out. Stay with us. I'll be right back.
1: show it really makes you think he is a genius he's all-powerful he brought a kind of heat he could be the best well,
0: just don't hurt yourself okay more news and views on talk six three and 103.7 by the way i just want to mention as well i've uh, been talking about the pitt county school board and uh, the fact that they are lifting the mask mandate as of next Tuesday. School boards in both Beaufort County and Carteret counties earlier this month upheld earlier decisions to make masks optional. So good news for those counties as well. You know, part of the problem is that people really don't want to be informed, and they get their information from ignorant people, such as the people that are on The View. I don't watch The View, but... There's a story out today that one of the uh, hosts, Sonny Hostin, came out and said she didn't want her children to be a part of the, quote, 1% of those who get intubated and die from COVID. So therefore, she's going to make sure that her kids get vaccinated. According to the CDC, there have been 770 deaths from coronavirus in children between the ages of 0 and 17 to the end of January 20 uh and into of January of this year there have been roughly 10 million known cases of the coronavirus which means the death rate is not 1% it is 0.008% so um, Sonny you might want to get your facts straight before you uh, go on and push the propaganda that people like the head of the uh, teachers union want you to push five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. 5. Ray from Chaka. One is online. Hey Ray. How
1: you doing today,
0: Tom? I'm doing well. Good to hear from you.
1: I'm just uh, interested in what you're talking about here with the school systems. And there's a particle circulating around on the internet and I've checked this out and verified it is a U.S. code twenty U.S. Code one two three two H protection of Pupil Rights and it has to do with any schools in the United States that receive federal funds and it limits the amount of information or that it requires the schools to reveal and share with parents any information they're requesting in school surveys. And the parents have to request it. It can't be requested by the general public. And I know there's a lot of question about surveys and I've seen several copies of them. From middle school to high school and ask about all kinds of things. But a parent can opt out of that. And I just want you to be aware of it. That's twenty US code twelve thirty two H.
0: Twelve thirty two H. Good stuff. Thanks, Ray. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Changing gears a little bit. Remember back in December, Chris Wallace decided um he was going to leave Fox News. By the way, <laughs> speaking of people leaving Fox News, um, who were the, the two uh, guys that were, uh, see if I can find this story, that were um, working for Fox and decided that they would uh, leave Fox News because they said towards the end of last year that they didn't think Fox News was fair and uh, that there was it was too one-sided... Oh, I can't remember their names. You would know them if I uh, if uh, I showed you a picture of them. But anyway, the, the two guys that got up and left um I'm just going to hear my through my notes here to see if I can find their names. But guess where they ended up? <laughs> they went to CNN. They left Fox News because they said Fox News was too biased and they went over to CNN to be contributors over there. Um, But remember, Chris Wallace went over to CNN. He was going to be really the key to their streaming. Uh, They're going to have CNN streaming service, and uh, it was going to be built around Chris Wallace. Well, Chris Wallace was given all kinds of promises by uh, Zucker, and uh, he lured him away. Well, of course, now Zucker is gone because he was doing the horizontal shuffle with his uh aide. And um so now Jeff Zucker is gone and Chris Wallace apparently is irate. He has got uh, according to a uh, industry insider Chris Wallace is the type of person who makes it known if he doesn't like something. He went over there for Zucker. Now Zucker is gone. Wallace feels like he's been stiffed. Apparently, he's got no staff, no executive producer, and the guy he gave... Uh, he had his own gig going at Fox News. You know, I'm, I'm sure he didn't like some of the pushback that he got from some of the folks that worked at Fox News, but he, he did his own thing. He could do whatever he wanted, and he was making big bucks. So he left that to go over to CNN. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry... Even if you're a moderate to a moderate to slash liberal, would you not see the the, the the freedom that that Fox gave you, the ability to do what you wanted? But you're this high and mighty principled individual, and you say to yourself, nah, that's not good enough. I'm going to go over to CNN where they're really fair. <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. I, 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 I didn't like your politics, but I figured you had more common sense than that. Anyway. Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. I'll be right back. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. I mentioned earlier how uh, liberals love to create rules for thee and not me. Uh, Stacey Abrams posing maskless in a room full of masked children. Um, I know, but uh, Nancy Pelosi, who has come out previously and said, we have a moral obligation to limit carbon emissions. She has spent in the last 14 months, she has spent five hundred thousand dollars, a half a million dollars on private jets.
1: I will do anything. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you will.
1: That's an appropriate question for you to
0: ask. Town Hall is uh, reporting that Governor Ron DeSantis uh, came out today. You know, there's all kinds of rumors flying about how he and Donald Trump are arch enemies. Uh, he came out and uh, put that to rest, saying Donald Trump is a friend of mine. He is proud when people do well. And it's not just me, but obviously he's a Florida resident and he appreciates the job we've done. He's told me that many times, not only with helping with the election. But just how we govern the state. DeSantis says Trump wants to see Republicans be successful, but the media is instead running with a notion that Trump is upset at me for doing well. I think that's total bunk. He added that the stories of division between them are completely fabricated. I mean, that's why, true. And why should we be surprised? I mean, this is how they operate. I mean, when you hear those kind of things, you should immediately doubt those stories. Now, I'm not saying that they're always false, but you should immediately question whether or not they're accurate or not. Consider the source. Quote, they did all they could to get Biden elected. Okay, they lied about Trump for four years. They did everything they could to get Biden elected. The guy who campaigned from his basement, they never asked any questions about that. Well, now he gets in, and he is a disaster. The disastrous first year, the worst first president the first-year president of any president since the 1800s, he continued. They know the Democrats are in for a shellacking in 2022. So what do they do? They change the subject. They're trying to drive dissension between Republicans. And so my message to the people is don't take the bait. Understand what they're trying to do. We need to be united and say we don't like what the Biden administration is doing. We offer a better course in Florida. I think other Republican states are offering a better version of their states as well. Let's go into 22 with a full head of steam with everybody united on the same team. Hey, good program today. Thanks for the calls. Uh, our thanks to uh, Peggy Harris and Taylor Keith. Go out and get involved. That ought to be the theme of today's program. If you don't like what you see, go out and get in the race. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: All right, all right, all right.